G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Craft Doctors, I'm your host Stevie Fizz, another special guest, man, it's Friday, we've cracked a cold one, uh, ready to rock and roll and talk some fantasy and some beers, very, very special guest, big salary capper, which is, which is great, first time on the on the show, we really talk some salary cap, uh, joined by Eric, known as Trigger in the community, uh, Rice for DT, and uh, a couple of top 100 finishes, and he's currently banging along pretty well, but Really, I'm here to talk some beer with you, man. Like, uh, tell the people about about yourself. Hey, uh, yeah, thanks having me on. This is my podcast as well, so so be here and talk to stuff. Um, yeah, so what are we, we're drinking the the Magnet Beer Pilsner today. Um, I was listening to the podcast talking about um, you really love malty beer. Uh, it's a little bit. Shocked by your choice of choosing a pilsner this time around because <laughs> we've got a lot of multi beers out there and you've picked probably the cleanest one we've got. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's just a classic like German pilsner. Um, just peep of New Zealand hops. Uh, if any of the beer nerds out there, it's much waker and Nelson Sorbin. Um, yeah, just real clean, high bitter, easy drinking. I think how does it, how does it compare to your normal malt palate? Yeah, well, it's different, but it's nice. It is, like you said, it's just super clean, um, pretty smooth, bit, yeah, a little bit of bitter, um, but I like it. It's really, yeah, it's nice. And that's, that's kind of what it's all about, like, right? Trying different stuff and, um, you know, yeah, expanding sure. your palate, I guess you could say. So, um, yeah. Yeah. How's the, how's the fantasy team going? How's your, you, you know, you're obviously a, a bit of a salary cap whiz. How's that team going? Okay. Um, so, Last week I was sitting 180, so 185th. I was pretty happy with that going guys. I had a bit of a dud round. Uh, it was really a, a woeful Every effective it didn't happen on that first Friday night. I went in with 19, um, which is more than I would have liked. Uh, and the weekend was basically unwatchable for me at that point. Having Tom Stewart getting concussed on 40 in the first quarter. And Buku comes on that, was it 37 or something? So <laughs> effectively that 19 was in full effect on Friday night. Um, and it wasn't made any easier on the Sunday last game when I had big Sean Darcy sharing the duties with me. And yeah, it just wasn't good. So I only posted a, a 16.55, which being 185th is obviously going to bump you, but currently 600 and um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. I'm going to have a bounce back round because I knew that, that round was going to be my week five. Um, with only one bulldog this week, um, yeah, I'll, I'll field 21 people this one and I'll, I should bounce back. Yeah, I absolutely hope you do. And yeah, no bulldogs. It's always interesting um, playing draft when the buy rounds happen. Some people don't like playing them. Some people do like playing them. Um, it's certainly time to make the move. I uh, just want to say thanks to all the listeners for checking us out. All the interactions. Um, you know, hit us up on the Twitters. Tweet us what you're drinking this Friday night uh, as lineups are hitting. And, of course, check uh, the link on Twitter for the competition to uh, win the box of Select Prestige cards. It's your last weekend to get on it, so um, head over there, support the show, and uh, you can go in the running to win that box. We'll draw it on the Queen's birthday. But, so, yeah, you mentioned we're drinking the the Magnet Bay Pilsner from the, from the um, brewery. It's pretty nice. What um like and obviously you got your core range and your seasonal beers. Why don't you break down where the 
the core ranges and then the and then the seasonals you're rocking with this year or, or at the minute I should say. Um, well, we've uh, recently done a bit of expansion work as of October end of last year. Um, and basically, the long story short, um, the idea of that was to have one brewery dedicated to doing our core range and another one that was a bit of a smaller brew house that was dedicated to seasonals. Um, before we had that, found we were bottleneck bottlenecking ourselves way too hard, uh, just constantly having to brew pails and lagers and never had the opportunity to do anything fun. Um, so yeah, now we have more freedom to, yeah, get a bit more wacky with our styles, you know, get the mad scientist goggles on and just do some cool things. Um, yeah, obviously going into now, everyone's craving a dark. Um, so, you know, lots of stouts, lots of, you know, playing around with lactose, little red IPAs, black IPAs. So, traditionally, we're, we're pretty IPA focused. Um, or hair, we, we love a hop driven or a malt driven beer. Um, and you might say like, oh, that's pretty much everything. But I mean, that we never really brewed a sour until a couple, uh, years ago. Um, you know, that's a new one that we've added to the repertoire. Um, yeah, we, yeah the sours are um man they're everywhere i remember going to like a sours day um it was at grape and grain a few years ago and i'm just like what the, what is this man my head was just blown <laughs> off I'm like this is crazy yeah, but they're, they're um, everywhere there's so many now yeah yeah i've warmed up to them and you know we, we brewed first winter sour the other other week and it's just because the demand and you know, we were still getting venues tapping us on the shoulder being like hey like do you miss hours like no like i didn't, didn't realize people still wanted them but it's a it's a year-round thing now like there's a there's a crowd out there that you know basically that's their drink like they <laughs> they're not interested in anything else they've found it and they just love a sour well that makes sense because they're so different to just your traditional i mean like this it tastes nothing like it it's so i guess yeah. if you like that non-beer flavor but still yeah exactly yeah. it's like low 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 zero hops essentially and yeah so like yeah i get it it's yeah it's a fun fun one yeah fair enough um so back we'll go back to the fantasy you mentioned to me before we started the show you've got some draft leagues out there what's your longest home league for, for draft how, how long has that been running um Pretty new, and I think that's kind of come from the, um, a lot of my mates. It's <laughs> I've had to twist a few arms to get it started. Uh, we've been doing it for three years, but it's gradually built it into something fairly epic. You know, like we, it started as very low committal. You know, just rock up on draft day, have a couple of beers, pick a team, and then no one did anything with the team. You know, that was just like cool. No one really cared who won. I'm just like, okay, how do we make this more interesting? Yeah. Second year round, we added a buy-in, you know, something small, like $20. We had a, um, you know, like a draft day, like a picking a, a picking order mini game sort of thing, you know, trying to make it more interesting. That still wasn't enough to keep people interested. Nailed it this year. I feel like we've, this is, we've peaked. Um, the picking order game that we did uh, was decided by the winner of year two. Uh, ben, if you're listening, shout out to you and... The way that he decided to do it was we were going to do a timed skull. Um, so time started as you were going to start sculling the pint. And then after you finished the pint, you had to spin around 363 times as quick <laughs> as you could. And then there was a dart board in front of you and oh, you no. had to throw the dart at the board. <laughs> and so the way it's determined is like 
One, you were timed. Yeah. For me, it is that your dart was open the bullseye of the board. And that, <laughs> so it's, it's a very elaborate way um, of selecting an order. But yeah, we've, um, yeah, other techniques that we've added that I haven't really heard too much uh, from other draft leagues. But um, we've got a compulsory two trades minimum to qualify for finals. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to make two trades. It doesn't matter how well you drafted on draft. You've got to make two trades if you want to win cash prize at the end. Um, you know, that, that just keeps everyone invested. We've got our WhatsApp groups. It keeps you going. You've got a poster group. Um, it's not like, how was the, it's kind of just like the, the league approved. So yeah, it's like a league approved trade system. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun doing it that way. And, and there's a lot of penalty I've heard through, I think it was through the Traders podcast. Uh, the loser, you know, you heard of the, the McDonald's challenge? Like yeah. The burger challenge? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 24 hours. Yeah. yeah, so 24 hours and you have to eat 24 cheeseburgers and for every cheeseburger, yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, and the second task has to go and join them and spectate it and make sure it actually happens uh, as well. So there's like a punch. Yeah, so. That's it, good. No, that's good. That's good, man. I think you're really, um, yeah, that is, they are great ways to keep people invested. I've heard the um, mandatory trades uh, idea before. I I don't know how much I love it, um, but I guess if you're working things out and it keeps people invested, it can only be a good thing, right? Yeah. Well, why don't why don't you like? It? Out of curiosity. Uh, just if you've got a if you, say you've got a stack team that you don't really need to make a move on. I realize that's not fun. It's kind of boring. Um, just sitting there racking up the wins every week um you know and sometimes it just doesn't work out uh yeah i don't know i, I don't know i don't know maybe I'm we need be... to maybe we need to put it in the listener league and see how it works because we never get trades yeah. in the listener league ever <laughs> yeah well it's worth giving it a show i mean like i i feel like even if you drafted a really good team You've got to have those bottom tier players. Tell me that you w- wouldn't be able to improve your team in some way. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah, like for sure, for sure. Yeah. Even if it's a donkey trade, like you know, a low end dude for a low end dude, like that's fine, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, as long as it's ticked off by the league. And you know, one one final rule that was in place there as well is you can't trade with someone who's statistically ineligible to make the finals either. Yeah. So there's basically no. You can't just isolate, be the top guy and isolate the bottom guy. Be like, hey, I want to trade you, what, like a Tom Mitchell for a Sam DeConning or something, you know? So yeah, it's like yeah, it prevents yeah. those sorts of collusion trades. Oh, you'd hope that wouldn't happen yeah. anyway if it's with your mates, but uh, I don't know. It, it wouldn't go league approved thing anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, yeah, it's interesting. So 20 bucks buying, that's enough. We bumped up to 50 this year as well. It's just getting bigger and better, better every year, honestly. And so, how, like, now it's the third year. You guys are getting a feel for it. Uh, how does that compare to, say, now how you feel about Classic? Is it just two separate things or um, drafts mm. taking over? What's How does that work? No, not at all. I reckon they, if anything, they kind of help my game on both things. Um, I... I I listened to the, the draft doctors and um, used your draft kit more this year to pick my draft team than sorry my, my classic team than ever before. Honestly, I used 
down, I, I bought the draft kit from you guys and had a look at the ranking system that you guys had. And I pinned that against a player, like, for example, like a, an Andy Brayshaw. And I was like, oh, I'm thinking about starting Brayshaw this year. Um, like where do these guys rank him? You know, where do these knowledgeable people rank him in a draft? And you guys all had him higher than where he was uh, ranked in terms of price for Classic. And so I use that as a good metric to select my starting squad. And, yeah, so I started with Brayshaw. I started with Parrish. I started with Kelly. Like, I started with Oliver. Like, I, I really feel like I nailed my starting squad. And I, I attribute a lot of that, honestly, to backing it against the, the draft kit. Oh, man, I was going to say, I guess you're going to be eating a lot of cheeseburgers. But, man, it's good. Good to hear it worked out. That's that's fun. That's no, I'm, I'm third. I'm, I think I'm like third or fourth from bottom at the moment. It's, it's definitely not my first. As long as I'm bottom two, I'm sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So um, we put a, we put a mate, we put a mate in there as well. He wanted to bump it up to Big Mac because he's a big lad and he didn't it thought cheeseburgers wasn't oh, enough. So. Jesus, man, you're putting away a dozen <laughs> Big Macs. No thanks. No way. Oh my god, a lot of bread. Wow. Um. Yeah. So, so down at the mill. Um. Tell us about that. How long has it been there? It's down in Collingwood. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're just down, if anyone local to Victoria or knows the area, we're, we're on Sackville Street, um, little cosy little street just off of, um, off the of Smith in Collingwood. Um, yeah, a tiny little tap room there. Um, yeah, we've been around for five years now. Um, we started from like super humble beginnings. It's just, you know, opened up by a couple of mates, barely had a budget. Like one employee was brewing, running the bar. Like we were tiny. And I guess like five years ago, like the, the craft scene has just changed so much in those five years. What I'm trying to say, like it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, no, we've been kicking around for five years and it's, yeah, it's been great. I was going to say that because it seems like, Everywhere I go, there's like another one opening up and another one, like, and there's more opening up. Even down my way, there's, there's one just opened a couple of years ago. I, is, is it, is, is it, uh, is, is the scene big enough to support all these breweries? Is there, you know, what's the competition like? I guess that's probably what I'm thinking. Like, it's great, like, for the yeah. consumer. Yeah. And, and 100%, like, it was always a concern of mine as well when there were a couple of breweries in the area that started opening up after us. Um, you know, you, you obviously think like, what sort of effect is this going to have? Um, like, what does this mean? Are they going to steal, steal our customers? But it actually has the opposite effect, which is like really surprising. I, I yeah, wasn't expecting it at all, but what it does is it creates a hub. And yep. you know, like if yourself wants to like come over to Collingwood and drink beers, you're not isolated to one venue. You can all of a sudden have a, a brewery crawl and yep. walk between five. And so we've like started a, like a Collingwood beer trail um, between the five breweries that are in the area. And, you know, we get a lot of traffic just because people don't just go to, you know, they're not going to come to Collingwood and just go to one. Yeah. They're going to come to Collingwood and go to all of them. So it's, um you know, it's a pretty, uh yeah, it's a pretty cool community build our brewing industry. It's all, um no one really looks at it as competition too much, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. That's, yeah, it's interesting, I guess, because you're trying to, you want to try different things. So naturally, you're going to try one, try the next one. It's not like, you know, your local yeah. pub where you go for a, a palmer and a pot every week, sort of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's another thing as well. Like, we all offer something completely different. You know, like we we all brew very different styles, and the vibe of the venue is completely different between the five of them as well. So, 
you're not just going to five pubs and being like, you know, drinking the same beers and eating the same snooty. It's um, it's a it's very like authentic, different experience every single time you walk in the door. So yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, I like that. And you sort of you're saying about um being able to try um brew different beers and and get different things going. I, I just I'm always fascinated. What's that process like? Because I can't imagine you just take a bunch of wacky shit, throw it in the vat, and she's good to go. Like there has to be some sort of R and D. Doesn't I don't, I don't know. I, I hate to ruin it for you, but that's like exactly what happens. Like a lot of the time, it's just like it's just trial by error. Like a lot of the good recipes you have. Let's just say, like for example, if you're doing like a hazy IPA, a lot of the time the recipes kind of based off of something that's worked in the past and then you can just kind of tweak and be like cool let's let's experiment with a different hop which changes the flavor dramatically or let's um i don't know you can add different things to it like lactose and just experiment with those sorts of things and it's like yeah it's you know every every brewery's made a batch in their life where they've just poured it down the drain and there's nothing worse than doing that but it happens and no one talks about it obviously but it happens and you learn from that experience and that's that's the test you know <laughs> if wild. you don't want to drink it yourself yeah. if you don't want to drink it yourself you pour it down the drain you start again from the beginning so <laughs> yeah speaking of the sours day there was definitely some beers that could have maybe not made it to to the glass i don't, I don't <laughs> know maybe it's changed a bit since then uh, but i was, I was wanna, i'm fascinated always by like and this is great talking to someone who does it um like the packaging like the canning to me is always incredible mm. When I look at all these different beers, like how much thought goes into that? Like I'm looking at these cans, got your nice logo. It's a pretty classic design, but I've seen some of your other beers, probably more seasonal things that are, you know, pretty, you know, there's some pretty cool artwork going on in that. And obviously a lot of, a lot of cans, there's a lot of thought goes into it and, um, pop culture stuff and all that sort of thing. How much goes into that at, at your level? Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one. Uh, as you said, like the, the pills that you're holding is probably one of the most like generic, um, you know, like simple designs that we've got. But we used to, we used to get graphic designers involved a lot more. Um, so every single limited release was like a, a new bit of artwork and it was really cool, but it just wasn't really sustainable based on the way that the market was going. Um, you know, the demand of the, the consumer is that, they they want a new relate they want to drink something that they've never drank before every single time they drink a beer now you know like a yeah. bit, obviously you go back forth but the way that seasonals is like people want to try something different um and that translates to having a new design every single time as well you know so we we do it for the big ones and we get get a, get all hyped about it but um yeah when you're releasing like six I don't know, six new seasonals a month or something. It's, um, yeah, it's challenging to come up with concepts, you know, because you have to come up with like the name, the concept, get an art, yeah. artist involved, like everything. It's, it's a, it's a lot of work, but it's, um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, there, there's a lot of, a lot of really cool designs out there, which is, which is awesome to see. Is that, and like, if you look at your core range, they're kind of all similar, but with the different, um, colors, is that just kind of, We'll do it like this for these ones, and just we don't have to think too much. And yeah, well, yeah, we just wanted something that was recognisable on a shelf as well. You know, we a few years ago we didn't have the branding that we did. We kind of rebranded once we 
<clears throat> once we started up this other brewery. Um, and yeah, we kind of just wanted something that was like harmonized between all of the core beers. Like <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to recognize our pale ale from our IPA the way that we had it before. We just wanted something that was a little bit more uniform. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just keep it simple. For, yeah. for the core range, and then yeah, as a, like then with the limited release stuff, that's when you get to play around and have some fun and get artists involved and yeah, do some wacky stuff. I remember like back this um just randomly thought of this old one that we did. That's like hops run. It was um this big dragon that we had on the can. It was like textured and it was epic. And we we paid for a QR code on the back of the can, and if you scan the QR code, it sent you a link to the world record. The Dragon Force uh, through the fire and the flames. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. Wow. You remember how like how difficult that <laughs> that song was? Yeah, um, yeah we yeah. just randomly you just stick little Easter eggs on cans like little QR codes, and you get random people messaging you just being like, "What the hell was that?" But you know, it's a yeah. You can just you can take the piss a little bit with your limited releases. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, the, the amount of Simpsons cans I've seen. Is uh mm. kind of wild, which old, you know. the old man yells at clouds. Yeah. I'm assuming you're referring. Oh, uh, I saw one. I think it was uh, one of the guys who tweeted to us the other day. There was that Uda running. He's full of chocolate or some shit as well. It's just that I've seen a heap of them. <laughs> it's um, I mean, it's a good way to get me to buy a beer. I got to be honest. Like I will, I will go <laughs> for that nostalgia factor. Um, yeah. Fantasy football beer what a marriage uh we had our listener league draft at uh two brothers last year this year nice. um man there is nowhere better for a draft than a brewery i gotta be honest like it's just and, and come on man the mill yeah is it a good venue yeah you, you would have had your league there surely oh 100 percent um the thing is we we all like as as like the the draft like we all spend so much time there anyway but this year we we didn't do it there just to mix it up um but we in year two we did and it was so epic like we um if anyone is listening to this as well and considering a location for a draft like feel free to do the same but we just brought in like a printed um like draft thing we printed the wall a manual we didn't bring laptops in i print out you know, like the grid of our, yeah, you feel like that. You know, old school pen and paper. Like, love doing it that way. And then I'm, I'm the sucker that has to sit down in front of the laptop <laughs> for four hours. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, drawing the shorts there, but um, yeah, you stick all your stuff on the wall and get your teams up, and you know, buy a couple of jugs for the table. And yeah, no, it's, it's a good vibe. We've got a producer there as well, so you can get the food on. It's, it's obviously the preseason or Amy Cup, whatever it is. Um, that's on at the moment, but well, during the draft, I should say it. But yeah, we we'll get that cranking and uh, yeah, way go. Yeah, we'll have to get that. Um, we'll have to get that hooked up. We'll we'll get some um, we'll get some peeps out there next year. That'll be um, that'll be sweet because we got man, the people just absolutely barrel us for having it out in like nowhere's villain Marabin. They were coming from like Melton yeah, and I- shit, just going, "What the fuck, boys? What are you doing? You're killing us!" So. Um, you guys looking for a late late in for that at one point? I feel like I saw something on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we were. Because I, I was, was going to put my hand up for that. Yeah. Well, you have to come out to my. Well, I mean, we could have adjusted. <laughs> <a bit. laughs> 
anyway, um, yeah, it was a good day. So that's, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. It's um, what what do we got to get excited about coming up from the mill? What what new beers are coming out? Because people, we we cop heat for for picking some safe beers. Hmm. For the show, yeah, so want the crazy beers. <laughs> well, we've we've gone IPA crazy again. So we've in the next two weeks we've got a hazy IPA, a black IPA, red IPA, and a stout. So they're all dropping in two weeks' time. Um, pretty excited about that. I think we're planning on doing a soft release for it. Uh, what would the date be? Friday the Ooh, seven, Friday the 17th, next Friday, Friday the 17th. So yeah, people around Melbourne, Friday the 17th, do a little soft launch for a couple of those. Um, yeah, that's what all in terms of beer. Um, there's a beer and barbecue festival that's happening in Adelaide. Uh, that's in a couple months. Uh, we've got a stall there. So if there's any essay listeners, feel free to come over. We'll be there pulling some beers. Um, yeah. Very good. Well, we'll be talking SA beers next week on the show. We got, uh, just for listeners, we got Hef from the Keeper League podcast who loves giving me shit about my, my, come on, man. What, what, you, you know, what, what are the thoughts? Is like, if you can buy it off the shelf at Dan Murphy's, is it still a craft beer? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'll still pay that. I'll pay that. Dan's have actually lifted their game recently. Uh, if you, yeah, that's another one I said, like five years ago, I would have said no, not a chance, but well, they've, uh, they've really pushed to it because they know where the market is now. Yeah. yeah, we just got our first beers into Liquorland the other day, and that was like scary for us because we're so small, but like, you know, to start dealing with coals, but they've re- like, they approached us, to, you know, those sorts of businesses, they've really pushed to start getting craft beers in, which is cool to see. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I have to agree with them. And so yeah, craft beers are in dance. Yeah, fucking a. It's official. Fucking a. And they they're pretty. I've got to be like the one down because like I live in Portland, so I have to drive to Warrnambool, which is an hour away. Are there many many craft places down in Portland? No, there's none. There's like two in Mount Gambier, and there's one in um, Coroit. There's not even one in Warrnambool, believe it or not. There's like a right. pub that has a couple of beers they make, but I wouldn't. It's it, <laughs> hey, look, if you wanted to expand into Warrnambool, I'll tell you right now. Okay. You're good at salary cap. Give me a tip. I'm a shit salary cap player. What's a, what's a tip to help me get it better? Yeah, okay. Well, I think like one of the things is like that I'm, I always stand by is like being unique by not selecting or trading out highly owned players. Um, like at the moment, you know, I've obviously been tracking what the percentages, of, you know, just track the percentages of what's owned in front of you. Like you can say that, uh, um, I'm blanking now. What's the Frio? Frio mid price that everyone started the year with. Oh, that's embarrassing. No, I don't know the forward. Oh, Brody. Oh, Brody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I don't know what blanked on that, but yeah, he's owned by like 100 percent of the people ahead of you. You know, jumping on someone like that and off someone like that, knowing that Fife's about to come in. You know, just just jumping in, like knowing, like read um read between the lines, I guess, and just kind of like make up your own narrative. I always try to do that. and another thing is, like, I always try to complete my team as fast as possible, which seems obvious, but not trading premiums is a massive thing for me. Like, I'm, yeah, last week I was ranked 185, and I still have Whitfield in my team, who's coming back this week, and I held Hewitt for those two weeks as well. Um, but next week I'll have a complete team because I haven't traded any premiums. So as long as you've got decent bench cover, 
you know, like I hate the idea of trading a premium just to, you know, basically replace the score from that week. You know, like I'm, I'm more like think long term because fantasy is a long, long game. Like it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So yeah, it's just about completing a team as quick as possible and holding premiums is the way to go. As someone who has a lot of Lockie Whitfield, uh, I can confirm <laughs> he's not actually a premium. <laughs> yes, yeah. He's what a jag. He's been, he has been disgraceful. Well, but surely coming back, he's playing North Melbourne. He's surely going to be just sent back to the halfback flank. At least that's what everyone's saying. So I'm, <laughs> I'm writing that. I've still got I hope so. For God's... <laughs> I hope so, man. Can't go much worse. I'll put it that way. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us, uh, Eric. It's awesome yeah. to have you on, and um, love the beer. Fucking um, really nice. And uh, what, what? Anything else? Did you, you want to? Did you want to shout out a code or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say before we go. Um, I've uh, off. We're gonna do a little ten percent promo code until next Friday, just because I know people probably just don't listen to podcasts the second it's released. So. Next Friday, so midnight, the 17th of, um, of June. If you just quote, just say like, you listen to the craft doctors or just say craft doctors over the bar. Um, the bartenders will know you get 10% off anything. So that's merchandise, beers, wine, spirits, anything. So 10% off any order you have until midnight next Friday, Friday the 17th. So get okay, stuck no. in. Absolutely. Get down to Collingwood and sink a few beers and, uh, no, thanks for joining in, and obviously everyone check out um, the mill, and and uh, thanks so much for supporting uh, the show and, and being on it. It's it's great. Very happy to have you, and uh, thanks, listeners. We'll see you next week.